0: and this is Run by Nature. Welcome to episode 24. Today I talk to Jordan. Jordan Thomas who became England's first world karate champion for 12 years when he took the title in 2016 at the age of just 24. Most recently he missed out at a place at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics And you may have seen his article in The Independent where he talks about what this taught him, how he has developed his mental resilience, some of the tools that he uses both in his training and in competition to get in the correct frame of mind. In today's episode we talk a lot about the mind, the power of the mind, some of the practices that Jordan uses in his daily life to remain grateful, to stay in the moment, to help him perform to the best of his abilities. And he had to use many of these skills and tactics when his dad, who is also a former world karate champion and used to be his coach, left to take up a coaching role in a different country. Jordan moved cities. Everything changed for him. And during this time, he admits he struggled. And this isn't the only challenge that Jordan has faced in his life. Indeed, if you listen to the very end of the podcast, we talk about something that happened when Jordan was just two years of age, which makes his story even more remarkable. And the effort, dedication, and work that he has put in, not only physically to train, but also mentally to make sure that he is in the best possible mindset and condition for taking on his opponents is truly inspirational. And now, just one month away from the championship in Dubai, Jordan is ready to go. Not only is Jordan interested in becoming the best athlete that he can, but he's using his platform for good. Whether that is speaking up about Black Lives Matter, engaging in social media boycotts, supporting children in schools to teach them important life skills. Jordan is a mental health advocate. He's an advocate for using sport for good as a vehicle for change and many of the practices that we talk about today you can use within your daily life. After listening to today's episode I'd love to know how you look after your mental health. It was World Mental Health Day on the 10th of October, just a few days ago. But we know that mental health is important every single day of the year. And as a brand, Run by Nature is passionate about making movement sustainable and mindful. So get in touch, tag us at Rand by Nature and use the hashtag #RunbyNaturePodcast. podcast. Hello Jardim.
1: Hello, hello. How are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. How are
1: you? I can't complain, to be fair. (laughs) I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, happy to speak to you.
0: Yeah, and you. What have you been doing since we met at the PR for the People? That's right, yeah. Yeah, what have you been up to since?
1: To be fair, I've literally just been training and working, so I've got the um, World Championships coming up in Dubai um, in November, so... I have been kind of focusing on that, making sure I'm prepared and ready for that. Um so yeah, I'm I'm just head down focused. Um and yeah, I'm just working on a few other things as well, which we will probably speak about a bit later.
2: But yeah. <laughs> How are you? So,
0: yeah, I'm really good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good. Yeah,
2: You've enjoying so life.
0: Well, I work full time as an associate professor in exercise science. Excellent. Yeah, that's my day Amazing.
1: job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, lovely. Lovely. And you enjoy it, yeah?
0: Yeah, I do. It's I work in the Middle East at the moment.
1: Okay. So okay, whereabouts?
0: In Qatar, so not far from Dubai. Oh,
1: okay, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I went in 2012. And when I went in 2012, there were still buildings in it with nothing inside. And yeah, and literally the roads were crazy. there was like no road marks or anything, and it was like if people was going left, right, forward back <laughs> fear of life, but it was also i think we was there on a heat wave as well um so we got advised. we weren't allowed out for more than five minutes um <laughs> so yeah it was uh it was a, that was an interesting trip but and we got to um actually go into some of the facilities they were preparing for the World Cup. So they started building there and they had the, the performance centre, which was just amazing. They had um, a hospital upstairs in the same building. And literally, when you come out of operation, you're straight into rehab literally the second later. Um, that, that was that was a really nice experience. Um, and yeah, especially going to the performance centre, that was great.
0: Yeah, that's pretty close to where I live. So that's Aspital. okay. Yeah, the sports medicine. Right. And yeah, right yeah. next to Khalifa Stadium, so that will be one okay. of the stadiums yeah, for yeah. the World Cup. So it's nice to see the stadiums being built and so close now. Like just over a year until FIFA yeah. World Cup.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're holding it in November this time as well because it's cooler, is that right, or something like that? They're holding it later on in the year. Some, I think that's that's what they said. Anyways. Um, but yeah, are they are they, yeah, putting, air, are they putting air are they putting aircon on the streets? Are they are they doing that? That was one of the rumors as well. They're building aircon on the streets for people to walk.
0: In the stadium, there's aircon. So in 2019, for the what was the IAAF World Championships, okay. yeah. the stadium has Aircon. Yeah. So right. that athletes who were racing in like the 10K on the track could feel the aircon and obviously also for the people watching, for the sure. yeah, spectators as well. They're they're thinking or they might actually even be in the process of building a park which has basically like um almost like a tunnel. Yeah. That is AC'd so that you can be outside and exercise and walk. Because obviously at the minute and during the summer, it is like fifty degrees and eighty five percent humidity.
2: Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Crazy, absolutely yeah. crazy. I, re- I just re- I remember that was probably one of the main things I remember like, is the heat, and I remember like I had to compete as well. So we was in a tent outside, and mm. it was like w- why I th- I just told that all all the countries that surround so We was the only I think Western country there. We was the only like um, yeah, it was England, and then you had like the. Uh then you had Egyptians, you had the Algerians, um yeah, Saudi was there, um UAE. They were all at this competition and they were just like we we're used to like, just warming up and like we're we're going for it. And as we walked in, everyone was just sleeping. <laughs> everyone was just and we was just like so we just had to take this in because we was like, they know something that we don't, <laughs> right? So we just thought, right? We'll chill, and when everyone starts warming up, that's where we'll go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah they've done it before, haven't they?
2: Yeah. 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 So.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, obviously, with karate, you you're inside, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: But not if you're in a tent.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. No. Not if we we're in a tent. Yeah. So the warm-up area was outside, and we just. Yeah, it was. It was a hot. It was hot. I didn't need to do much to get myself ready, put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So why did you join PR for the People then?
1: So I just saw them uh, advertising. And, you know, what was one of my, um, my interests as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw them throwing out a lot of positive content out um and a lot of great information and also the what they had is is, is quite unique they're built like a little family almost and you don't really get that um so yeah it was just like I just came across it and I just thought yeah this would be a nice group to be a part of um and yeah they've been so they've been really really helpful um and and quite eye-opening as well and Mm -hmm. obviously um, them you know they're Great at what they do as well. At the same time, which obviously is a bonus. But what they've created is a safe space, and um, and well, safe space to work in. Um, And you get and you meet. Like for example, this wouldn't happen without them. You know, so yeah, like you know, they've created like a little family group, um, Mm. and that's something that I like because me as a person, that's that's my values. I like to work in a tight net, safe space. Um, and people that I trust as well Um so yeah you know that's that's why I, I join the, the PR to the people they're, they're just great people aren't they
0: <laughs> yeah they are it is as you say a nice little family and community and a place to develop your own skills but also support and help each other
2: there
1: you go yeah there and go. do
0: do you feel like it will help you Personally, as well as your karate, or is it not really linked to your current no, career?
1: Mass massively, massively, because uh, as an athlete, you know people can kind of stereotype you straight away. They have your image straight away. So for me, it's very, very important to be able to get myself and what I believe and who I am across. Um, so yeah, to to be able to transfer that and speak to different people and actually get across a, who I am and actually the struggles of an athlete at the same time of not just like the the footballer, the high life, the big houses, you know, that's not what every athlete is about. They, they forget about the, the road before or the funding and everything like that, what comes into play. Um, and just, you know, I just feel like um, it's important just to stay who I am. And that's what I kind of believe in that I have to get across. This is who I am. And if everybody can see it, um, yeah, PR to the people help that as well. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you feel that's quite a new thing? Because I feel like previously, like personal branding and elite athletes, elite sports people, were perhaps not given that platform or freedom to be able to actually talk about and discuss things that were important to them and they were more like just a cog in a wheel or like a chess piece that was had to like behave in a certain way, conform to certain rules and regulations. Do you think it's changed a little bit now?
1: It's evolving. It's evolving. And I think um, as we, we move on, we have to kind of adapt, adapt as well, which I think the world is kind of forcing out, like mental health, for example. Um, if we're not showing that we're real people, how do you expect the people who look up to us to kind of try and realise what they're going through? So if we can if they can relate just even a little bit from what we're going through and actually mm-hmm. say, actually, um, you know, it's not just me. It's even when you get to this level it happens and you have these fears. You're allowed to feel. Um, you know, we're not we're not uh we're not superhuman.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, we you know, we go through go through things and it's important to get that across to youngsters, other people who may be struggling, but don't want to speak about it because, you know, they might be looked down on um, or it might not be the right thing that how you should be feeling. You, you know, sometimes you have to acknowledge how you feel. Um, and yeah, I just think it's important for somebody like myself um, who has achieved at a high level to actually say, no, these were the struggles that, i went through, I do feel like this, I do have these anxious moments and I do have this, but this is how I deal with it, you know? So it's important to to be able to speak about what you believe in as well. Um, Just to, you know, this is the way the world moves and, you know, and every day you learn, you know, every day, sometimes you might even reflect and say, actually I was wrong for that. And as long as you accept that you was wrong in that space, and you develop as a person and you move on. I think that, you know, ch- change the way you think. And that's how we grow.
0: Do you think that you are judged differently, though, to a normal member of society? Because if we look at like Naomi Osaka, she did her mm-hmm. documentary. She's now very outspoken. She, If we think about Back to the Black Lives Matter and the masks that she wore every day to the open, she stepped away from one of the recent championships because of her mental health. Simone Biles, you know, Tokyo 2020 also said, look, I'm not in the right place. I've heard Dina Asher-Smith talk about this very openly as well. But do you feel like people are like, oh, what, what have they got to moan about They're, You know, they've got sponsors. They've got a really nice life. They fly around the world doing all these incredible opens, tournaments and championships. So do you think you're judged in a different way?
1: 100 percent 100 percent yeah definitely um there's you know that it's kind of once you you reach that level people like I said before they forget that you're human still (laughs) you know even though you you people are looking on the outside but you know forget trying to relate what they might be going through on the inside and also they might not see what what we're seeing you know sometimes um, it's hard to kind of uh, what, what's the word? It's hard. It's hard to kind of look on um, look on the inside when you're not in the the bubble. So it might look like you have this and you have that and you have that, but yeah, it's um, this is where the respect kind of comes in for some of the people, the way they deal with things as well. You know, they might be achieving, they're still achieving at world level, but it's about how they respond to these certain things that they can build that resilience to to be able to bounce back and actually, you know what, I've got this going on, but I'm not going to allow that to affect my performance.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm not going
1: to allow that to affect this and this and this. And it's kind of, you keep working, you keep working. And yes, it can get tiring as well, um, but yeah. that's, where, that's how you build the resilience.
0: Yeah because not only are you working hard to be the best that you can be in your sport but you've also got that going on at the same time so 100%. trying to, trying to do both and then do you ever feel like you have that conflict where you you obviously want to be the best that you can be you're the you know you've won world gold you want to be winning medals you want to be achieving that success on an international level but you clearly also want to help other people and try and use your platform to speak to other people about the realities of it. Do you worry that there's a conflict there that maybe some brands would be like, oh, he's too outspoken, we need somebody who's going to play by the rules and just be like a yes man?
1: Um, See, I'm quite uh, a different... Like I, okay for a personal experience I can't speak for for everybody um I'm kind of like I am who I am mm. and, and and I'm not gonna budge for that for for anybody um, where before um, maybe if you go back maybe four years ago or, you know three I didn't know what I could say and what I can't say and that was very stressful instead of looking at it like you know what, I can't change who I am. This is who I am, and this is what I believe in. This is my beliefs, and this is, and um, yeah, it's uh, it is it is very important to kind of know and find like who you are, and kind of don't. That's that's you can't change. You can't pretend to be somebody else, and you um you you being somebody else that will only last for so long, and you're kind of trading in your happiness at the same time. It's like you're draining your energy away, you know? So um, it's it's very important to find sponsors that are on the same level as you and support who you are, definitely.
0: So did something happen four years ago that made you think, I just need to be who I am? What was the turning point? Well,
1: I became world champion um, and I became world champion um, part-time as well. So I was still working at the same time. And uh, then I still had no funding, got my second world medal in 2017, and then they all started to talk about funding. So I was still working, and then at the end of the year in 2017, then I became a full-time athlete. Now, the transition between a part-time athlete and full-time athlete is completely different. You are kind of – so from where I kind of had to train smart, so I was still training about three times a day, but I had to train smart because I had to surround that by work. Now, when you're in a when you're in a full-time environment, you are training three times a day with meetings around. And then you've got this media expect like you've got the media coming with that as well, you might have to deal with. Um, and it's almost like something new, it's, it's it's a change, it's new. And nobody can prepare you for that um it that that's the most difficult thing now that actually got that actually got me really 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 down uh for maybe um a year or so because with the change of my dad not being around as well because he in two thousand uh, when I won the worlds pretty much soon after he then went to go and live in Hong Kong. And now he's the head coach of Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And so he, so the father son relationship coach and athlete has now gone. So I've had to now change coach. I've changed environment. Um, I'm also in and I was the only person supported by UK sport at the time. And I was lottery funded. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just felt alone, believe it or not. Even though I had everything around me, I'm now away from my family, my partner. my. Um, I'm in a new city, um, a new environment. But I've got all of these things around me, but I feel alone. I feel um, that people are not warm to me around me. It was like all these thoughts were going around my head. And it kind of like how do I kind of tip this and actually kind of get through it and, and come out the, the other end. And that's what I kind of had to work on and just accept, actually, this is where I am. I'm here because of who I am. It's, you know, you can take away my world medal and I'm still who I am. That's, that's the reality of it. And that's what gets me through everything that I do is because of who I am. um, And that's a tough thing to kind of realize that you have the power to do that. There's no prop that you can, there's no one saying that you can't say I am this. No, Mm -hmm. you can't, nobody can stop you. You know, nobody can put a handcuff on your brain but yourself. And once you realize that and take the handcuffs off and say, actually, I am Jordan Thomas. I am the best in the world. You know, I am loved by my family you know, I am this and I, there's, you know, you start believing that you, then that's when the belief comes through and that's then your, your confidence and the, and the change. And once you just accept you can do that, then yeah, you're, you kind of like, it's your, your, your potential is endless, untouchable because your belief, your brain, your psych, the psychology of it, you're just going to a totally new level.
0: I mean, this is going to be a really difficult question because I feel like if we could bottle up the ability to do that, it would be, like, priceless, wouldn't it? Like, what what was it that made you shift? Like, that introspection, that self-awareness? Like, how did you turn it around? Or do you not know?
1: Yeah, no. Um, one, I just had enough uh, of feeling of how I was feeling. That was one, and it was one of those kind of, Things like you, you're in a bubble, and you don't actually know that you're in that space mm. until it's brought to you, and you actually like, yeah, you know, I am feeling like that. I am like, you know, and all these thoughts around, but you don't know that you're in that space until you kind of. I know this kind of gonna weird, sound weird, but you don't know you're in that bubble in that space until it's brought. The attention is like on It's kind of brought to you, and actually, like, yeah. You, you know, these things you do have um, and it's kind of, OK, recognize that, acknowledging your feelings, um, not acknowledging how you feel and then replacing that by facts. Um, so, you know, I I worked with uh, Steve Peters, Chimp Paradox, uh, for a very, very long time. And this um, this is one of the things that we kind of talked about a lot. And your instincts try and protect you. And it's like the 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 chimp is it's just throwing like a load of negative things at you. Like, oh, I can't do this. Uh, if I do that, that will happen. Or even when I go out to fight, you know, the mats are slippy. Um, the clock mm-hmm. might not work properly. The refs like, might not be on my side. All these little things that actually haven't happened yet. And I call them imagined anxieties because they haven't happened. You're creating them in your mind. Now, to kind of like put that in perspective and how to change that around is kind of replace them by facts. Jordan Thomas will control the that, that negative, you know, ah, oh, um, the maps are slippy. OK, so what if the maps are slippy? You know, I'm still got a job to do. <laughs> yeah you know it, it's slippy for them too you know yeah. uh you know the refs aren't on my side okay but i still have a job to do it doesn't change you know it doesn't there's all these little things and also i can control when their negative thoughts come in as well you know i can say to my negative thoughts actually i'm not going to be listening to you today or you can have your time." At the end of the day, you can have it at ten. I'll give it to you for five minutes at ten p.m. Yeah, and you can go th- throw, throw as many, many, as many negative thoughts as you want for five minutes. Go, yeah, and I'll sit there at ten p.m. and I'll think of like all these negative thoughts. But I guarantee you that that the negative thoughts will just get tired, get tired, get tired, and then you run out of these negative things to say. And it's that that's how you kind of. Turn it around. Once you've done that, it's kind of like, right, okay, you finished? Okay, it's my turn. And this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to handle it. And this is how we're going to prepare. You know, so it's all of these things that you've got to kind of turn around and manage yourself. You control your, you you control it. All these negative thoughts, you control, as as Steve Peters would say, you control the chimp. Jordan Mm -hmm. Thomas controls the chimp. And you let the chimp know he can come in because the chimp's not always bad. The in, your instincts is very important, but you've got to decide to let that chimp out. So yeah, that's 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 uh, my mindset. That's that's how I kind of started, to, and and it's practice as well. Mm. It's practice. It's everyday practice because these aren't easy. It's you know you got to pull it into a habit. You know, the you know, I kind of I bought a book, um, and um, every minutes in the morning I'd write, um, what I'd write, write how I'm gonna make this day great, and um, yeah, how am I gonna make this day great, and also a positive affirmation. What I write, and then in the book it has a positive affirmation, and then after at the end of the day I kind of then reflect and say. This is how a good thing of like a good, I, I put like three good deeds that I've done for the day, right? And then I kind of close it off with um, another positive affirmation and a plan of tomorrow. So I don't have to think about what I'm doing tomorrow because I already know.
2: Mm. That's it.
1: Switch off. Bang. And it's practice every day. Every day is it's practice.
0: So once you started to do that, did you feel like you were less alone in that environment?
1: 100%. And also, when I was alone, I was more comfortable with it.
0: Mm.
1: You know, there's kind of that realisation as well. It's okay to, to be in your own space, I'm, you know, and you're your own company. Yes, that's fine. Um, and so it was that that kind of replacement. In fact, my my mum's not going anywhere and my dad's not going and it doesn't matter if you have these arguments with the family and friends or the relationship and stuff like that, because they will sort that they'll find their part, that path will find its way and you'll come back together um, at some point. Oh yeah, work out. And if it doesn't work out, then it just wasn't kind of meant, meant to work out and it kind of, it finds its way. So why stress? Because it will, it will happen you know, whatever, whatever the path is, it will, it will happen. If you, if you make it happen, you know, whatever you decide to part from the group or come all come together. And once you decide, okay, that's enough. Um, you know, I don't want to be associated with this person. Then you cut it off. If you want to make it work, then you put the work in and if it doesn't work, you then you kind of accept and you've tried and, you have done it. So that makes your mind at ease. So these are the little things that you can little coping strategies like I yeah. I like to call.
0: Do you use those in preparation for championships? Starting so the lead up to Dubai? Are you focusing on the gratitude, the affirmations? Do you do you like have a, a set period of time where you like think about your opponents, the fights, or do you not allow yourself until you're actually at the venue and within competition mode?
1: So I do a lot of visualization, uh, which comes into my training. Um, so that kind of, again, I choose the time to do that. I'm not going to let my mind visualize all day because that's just wasting a lot of mental energy, which I don't need. Um, I also believe in, uh, not changing anything on the buildup. Um, so what I do every day is kind of what I'm going to do nearer the competition as well. Um, with my, my gratitude to things, um, with my positive affirmations in my book. And yeah, every every all the habits that I bring, I bring to the, the lead up as well. So I'm not actually, it's a lifestyle. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. It's it's a lifestyle. Um, and if I say, right, okay, uh, six weeks to the championships, let's change everything, let's panic. But now your mind's going, ah, but if you're doing it anyways, then it's kind of set in stone. You've got your plan, and and you've been doing it for this, however long, um, yeah. And I kind of believe that's that's how you do it. And if if a change does need to happen, it's then okay. Plan for that change mm-hmm. because it's that that will make you at ease and make you more prepared for that.
0: You mentioned your dad earlier, who used to be your coach. He was a world champion back in the 90s. Obviously, he's moved on coaching the Hong Kong team. I did read a quote where you said that you you basically sort of owed everything to him and your partnership and working together. So how how did you then deal with that separation and and move on to to work under a different coach?
1: Uh, It was hard. Because um, when we say like, it's not like a normal athlete coach separation because he taught me to punch and kick. You know, I was that little four year old in the class, you know, doing them punch and kicks in his cl- He taught me from a little white belt and brought me right up. Um, so having him around me, supporting me, um, coaching me you know, was kind of like second nature. We've done it as a team. Um, so to adapt to a different coach when he left uh, was very, very difficult, um, especially when he was on the other side of the world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, that was that was kind of, you know, probably one of the things that probably affected me as well because of the change. Um, but, yeah, we kind of, I kind of got through it in the sense of the way that what I've kind of just described mm-hmm. uh, and kind of, you know, replace it by the fact actually, yes, my dad was with me when I won the world championships. And yes, he was with me since I was like four years old, but he's given me the skills. He's given me the, the, the mindset. He's given me like the handbook, you know, of, of how to, to be a um, world champion. And actually, um it was me who went and won the world championships at the end of the day he didn't he didn't throw the punches and kicks. It was me who went out and done it so that was a bonus. My dad walking out with me in the stadium of ten thousand people together and going to get that world champ- that was a bonus of us being able to actually do that of being the first father and son to actually do that in the sport um we made that happen and he couldn't. He can't. He couldn't uh, give me the world title. I had to go and get it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's and that's that's something that I had to realize as well. It was me, and it was my talent, and it was my um, my drive that went out and won the world champion. Being nurtured by my, you know, he obviously was a big part, but he gave that to me, and I went out and I won. I did. So, yeah it was a, a special moment for both of us. Um, but yeah, so when that change happened, um, that took me a long time to realise actually, it's it was me. <laughs> and I can still do this, you know, so yeah.
0: What was it like working with him?
1: So there's different periods uh, of our coaching relationship, which is quite different. It was like, Four years old five, you know from youngster you know that's uh he's now you know helping me grow as a person that was that was his main main thing you know instilling all the main um main fundamental personality traits and helping me to grow as a person um a good person um so that's what he focused on actually growing up but then obviously the sport then comes into it um and then, obviously, we have uh, when I think I won my first junior national title at eleven um, or twelve years old, and um, when I started taking it a bit more seriously, uh, it was probably about fifteen, sixteen. Now he's developing himself as a coach as well, um, but obviously, as a, a young boy, I've got all this testosterone in me. So and. And going through that teenager space, you know, um, I'm now starting to, you know, have a bit of attitude about me and not taking what, what advice what he's giving me because I know best. Um, and, yeah, it was uh, – that was a tr- – and he couldn't coach me for about two years because I was like that. Um, and it was just like it was better for somebody else to take me on. But then it came to a point when I started growing into a man and we kind of got brought onto the same level, and the understanding was just like clicked, you know, just so it was, it just worked. <laughs> it just worked, you know. I kind of, ex- you know, I had to accept, um, uh, you know, the way he coaches, and he had to kind of accept the way I am as an athlete, and that understanding was different, and also. Um the outside, anything that happens on the outside space, because we don't bring it in hmm. to that space. And that's very important as well. Um, that kind of understanding that it was kind of like our free time. And more often than not, if there was anything going on the outside after the session, it was gone anyways, because uh we you know, we kind of work together closely. And that bond is seals and it's kind of like, why was we even arguing? Like why was why did we even, you know, do you know, why, what was that all even about? You know, so that, that was kind of the thing that we had to to kind of get over as well. And um yeah, it was important to kind of uh just let go of everything and, and just trust trust each other and, and that, that was the most beautiful thing about our relationship.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I don't think that. Well, I guess some people can create that level of trust with a coach that they've worked with for a number of years. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, going back to Dina, I know she said that she literally trusts her coach. You know, with with her life. Like, and I think if you don't, then there's a problem, isn't there? And you're never going to be able to fulfil your potential and be the best you can be.
1: It's one of those things. If you don't trust what your coach is putting out. Then you're kind of second guessing what you can do as well and what you're getting, and it's all it's all important to be a hundred percent in and a hundred percent truthful um, to yourself. And if that relationship's not working, you've kind of got all right, okay. What changes do I need? And if it is the coach, sadly, you do have to change, and that's one of the hardest
2: things as well.
0: Yeah, and particularly in an individual sport, you know, if we take anything like an pole vault, sprinting tennis, you know, karate, anything where that relationship is is even more vital, isn't it? It's not like a team sport where you're gonna get a change in the coach or the manager, or maybe the manager isn't always there at the training sessions and doesn't have that, you know, one-to-one with the players, that trust and relationship might not be as important as it is in an individual sport where literally it comes down to one split second of a decision as yeah. to whether you know you win gold, you get knocked out, you don't make a final. So true,
1: so true, so true, and uh, that actually that actually brings us on to me not making the Olympics. You know, uh, I kind <laughs> it, it was a very it was a very tough thing if you can imagine. Like I put four years, uh, well five years into. Our preparation uh, for for this and I went for the qualification tournament and in this probably the most important fight of my life uh, I was winning 1-0 and 2 seconds ago I I received the kick and 2 seconds wasn't enough to kind of get that get that back you know Um, and that's what put me out of the Olympics Um, but you know that's kind of sport I've done that to people where I've just won in the last second or I've like you know and it happens even though I believe that I should have been at the Olympics it just wasn't wasn't my my time um and kind of like you know these experiences you can either crumble or you can rise and you use that to, to rise um, and build resilience build resilience from it um because actually you know even our when I look about the whole experience of my Olympic journey what have I actually got from it you know mm-hmm. and what do I actually have you know so I do have food in my fridge right now yeah and I do uh you know me and my partner we do own uh, a property um, which I never imagined that I would ever do because No one taught me that, you know, nobody ever said one day. I never just never imagined it, you know. Um, So all these little, little things and that kind of thinking, actually, what did the journey bring to me? And what do I have now? What do I now have around me, you know? And um, yeah, it's all these little things that I, you know, that I have um, is because of the journey that I went on and kind of, you know, bring it all together and actually put it all in perspective.
0: Mm -hmm. And do you go, obviously, I'm sure there's a period of time that you take to process it, and then do you kind of go back? Yeah. Do you look at the videos? Do you see where improvements can be made? Or do you just sort of shut the door on it and leave it in the past?
1: No, 100%. There was, you know, I kind of, I, I no, I, I love my videos from the qualification because I fought really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, believe it or not, even though I kind of got caught in the last two seconds, and that was always hard to... Because you see the disappointment in the video oh. when I get hit and I'm like, right, okay. And then I still have two seconds to go. So now I'm like, right, two seconds. <laughs> and it just didn't happen. And then obviously I go out. Um, but no, I, I I do look at uh, the video and where I can improve and uh, what can I do? Because like now, you know, the hardest thing as well, what we had through the pandemic, I didn't get the mat time. Um, I didn't get the fights that I needed. And, for example, if I I could have got hit in the last two seconds in another competition earlier that year, and then that mean not even, or I would have got kick, or that same kick I could have got caught before in earlier that year, and I would have been more prepared for it, mm. you know, coming up to it. But that's life, um, and that's and and to be honest with you, um, things like that happen, and you take sport out of it, you get hit hard um in other areas of life and again it's it's about how you reflect on that how you acknowledge that and how you you kind of you know build on
2: that
0: yeah and do you feel a level of of pressure that you need to kind of surpass what your dad achieved or like be like (laughs) the, the best in the family or is that not really something you focus on
1: that's not something that we really focused on. It was hard it was hard at the beginning actually when um you know when I was a kid, uh you know, people was watching me because I was I was Willie Thomas' son. Oh look there's Willie Thomas' son. Oh, you know, is he good? Oh he, you know, he lost there or I felt like, you know, it was almost but it came to a point where you just focus on yourself. Um and you focus on what will we have? And we have a little running joke, you know, when uh when before I won the world title I was Willie really Thomas's son, but when I won the world title, he was Jordan Thomas's dad. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah, we have we have a little running joke. But end of the day, is like you know, yeah, um, it was kind of important for for to find myself um, and be who I am, and my dad kind of support my dad supported that so. Yeah that's what that's what made it work and made it easy for me to just to uh, go and do what I was doing.
0: You said earlier on that you obviously before you got the funding you were working you were training you were juggling both you then moved to a different city you lost your support network you then you know you've been dedicated to your training being an elite athlete takes a huge amount of sacrifice. It takes dedication, consistent practice, etc. So, what is it that motivates you to live in this way and to try and succeed?
1: Again, um, it's about being who I am. Is kind of that. That's the most exciting thing for me to go and uh, challenge you know put put myself there like you know what are my limits like i don't see no limits and i i don't mind chucking myself into the deep end to try and get what i want um i don't mind that and you know life is about learning evolving and yeah that that kind of keeps me going it's um obviously mm-hmm. it's the the love of the sport um but also i just love competing as well i love uh, competitive sport as well i love being competitive in life just and and it's not even against anybody else actually it's with me um and i think that's um that's probably one of my main motivations but um also yeah it's kind of if you know the community the family that surrounds me um yeah i just love it and it's i think it's the love what kind of drives me yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd say that.
0: So you compete in weight categories of course, karate, martial arts, boxing, etc. are all done on weight. And you're in the 67?
2: Yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how do you deal with that cutting of the weight? You know, we see elite athletes, people have died, haven't they, before in 100%. sports.
1: 100%. Yeah. So it's for me um, I'm quite good with my weight um, so again what I said to you um, earlier it's a lifestyle mm. and it's the way how I live so I I'm the, the max, so out of season I might sit about 72 71 kilos um, and then when it gets to like maybe six week out I give myself targets weight weight targets to hit each week. Um, without dehydrating, uh, just maybe smaller portions, getting the right nutrients in, into my body, the essential nutrients as well, um, and that's what I kind of, of focus on. And then when I do go to um, the weigh-in, I'm not too far off my weight, so I don't have to do anything drastic. I might have to uh, eat, eat maybe one meal on a day of weighing, um, and then wait until I weigh in and maybe dehydration for maybe um twelve hours. I think that's that's my that's my match dehydration of twelve hours. But then it's kind of right, okay, once I weigh in and once the weighing is done, how do I replenish? How do I get the nutrients in my bo- uh, into my body? So it's about having the education, the people around you to support you. Um like getting uh, fluid into you uh, straight after you you weigh in, uh, replacing the electrolytes, waiting two hours before you start eating so you can start digesting it properly, um, getting the carb load that you need to compete the next day. So all these little things you have to be prepared for. um, But if you do it smart and you do it right um, and you take it seriously and take it as a lifestyle, um, yeah, you don't need to do anything drastic. And I kind of, yeah, if, if scientifically I can't make a weight or if it's a massive struggle, I won't do it. I will probably... Uh, either move up a weight or I will, That you know, at 29 years old, and now I am probably, uh, you know, nearly 30, is it time? You know, they're the conversations because I won't let my mental health um, kind of be affected by this. That's very important as well. As you see a lot in sport, um, mental health is massively affected, like eating disorders, um is, is a massive topic. Um and and these are the essential things that if you don't have the education, these things can happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they and they do happen to men as well, don't they? Like we associate 100%. them more with women, but you know, Freddie Flintoff, you look at yep. some of the, the previous Great documentary. Yep. Yeah. 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 And
1: it's building up this awareness, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And and, and and also, you know, when when you do have um you know when you do go through this you know it it can cause other things like depression uh, like depletion you know these are you know once when you're depriving nutrients you know it kind of affects your your brain you know you've got to train your brain like a muscle um and you've got to feed it you know that's your you know you've got to fuel it um so all these little things um matters
0: yeah and i feel like maybe I don't know if it's as bad in karate as it is in boxing, because obviously they box a lot with their tops off. So it's a lot yeah. more visible, isn't it? You look at the aesthetics, you it, it's very noticeable. I mean, AJ and, oh, I forget yeah. his name. Ruiz. has got Wilder's name in my head, but yeah, Ruiz. Ruiz, I think it was. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So all these yeah. little things, like even, to- um, yeah, you're right. And it's kind of, uh, it, it's still the same because you're an athlete and you're expected to look a certain way. You know, so you you, you have that then pressures and um, that's man or woman, um, and you kind of get judged for for what you look like. And actually, again, that goes to education as well. Um, everybody's different. Everyone's got a different body type. Everybody works differently. Um, and also, coaches need to kind of be aware of how they speak to. Their athletes, um, and also kind of develop their understanding and education to kind of um, prevent people to kind of get get well, get in, you know, making making them feel in a type of way. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do Do you feel like when you are in that zone of preparing, you're you're obviously focused. You you're coming up to the weigh in. And then you know you've got your fights. Do you do you go into like a different headspace? Do we see like a different Jordan Thomas to the one that's like sat here now?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, it's um, I kind I go into a zone. I kind of uh, for me it's about trying not to waste any mental energy right up until the fight because that's that's uh, the main. That's where I've got to perform. That's where I've got to get the job done. So wasting, trying not to to waste as any mental energy is kind of uh, what I focus on, and I work with uh, Mervyn Etienne who does neurofeedback. And these are the little things that we are working on. Is kind of right. How how do we kind of gauge that? How do we how do we uh, switch? How can we switch zones with a click mm. and a thing? Understand how to be in different zones. So, like for example. Um, I'll give you some of the drills that we, we do. And we uh, I get connected up um, with all the wires and I, I sit in front of a screen. And so, you, you know, you have a scale like this and with the where you get connected up, you have um, like a brainwave going mm-hmm. up and down like that, right? And then in this scale, you might have two bars on like nine and 11, right? And your brainwave is going right across it like that, right? And you have to try, okay, now I need to get into the adrenaline state of mind. Okay, so I'm trying to get into the, the the adrenaline state of mind, but I need to be in the right zone to get that bar that that brainwave to hold in these two bars for a split second to get a bell. Right. So if it's held in a split second in between these bars, you're in the right zone. So now I'm on the map for maybe six to eight minutes. How, how many bells can I get in that six to eight minutes being in the zone? And what happens is, if I could be on a roll. I might be in the zone,
2: ding, 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 ding.
1: And then one minute it just goes quiet. Like I can't get it because mm. I've been distracted or somebody's speaking over there or, you know, crowd noise comes on or, you know, we, we, so it's right. Like, how can I, how can I switch back into the zone as quick as possible? Mm -hmm. then like anything around now, now we need to be in the alpha fear of kind of state of mind, which is like the meditational state of mind. So I, you know, we don't want to waste no, no mental energy. So now it's about being in a meditational state of mind, being aware, you know, just letting the mind flow with ease,
2: Mm. you know,
1: not, we don't want to overthink. We don't want to kind of, we just letting the mind flow and whatever sports come in, and leaves. That's fine. Like you know, we just let it let it come in and we just let it go. But again, that's a skill to be able to go to one zone to the other. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, these are this is what we're working on right now. And actually, um, we're thinking. Uh, well, we want to bring this into schools as well. Um, so uh, you know, this is my this is what I was saying earlier. Um, you know, bringing. You know what I'm working on now is bringing martial arts into schools, but with neurofeedback and mindfulness. You know to prepare them for real life, for adult life. You know this is and build build resilience and you know how can they get through pressurized situations like before exams. You know that's a stressful period. You know, but like how can you get into one zone and the other and manage the mindset to, to be able to do that. Um, and going for job interviews, mm. um, all these little things that how can you can you manage and also when you're in your job and um, it does get really really on top, how can you stay in that state? how can you manage your emotions and stay in the zone and 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 focus for a long length of time? How can you do that you know so all these little things um you know I want to bring i don't not just the sport competition, actually I want to bring life values. How can we put this into the setting for young, young people to prepare them for adult
0: life? That is super interesting. And, of course, there are so many parallels, aren't there, between sport and yeah. general life and the things, as you say, that we have to deal with. A stressful situation is a stressful situation. It doesn't matter if it's competitive sport or something in your family, the relationships, you know, at school or at yeah. work. We yeah. all, have, all have to deal with challenges, don't we, in our daily 100%. life?
2: Yeah,
0: because I saw you did a little video, didn't you? Was it with your nieces? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: A
1: little, so, little challenge. Yeah, we've done a little challenges with my nieces. And uh, actually, you know, I'm from Luton Town originally. Um, and before I was from time, I used to run karate clubs in Luton. Uh, and um, a lot of them were with my family. So, I had all like my little cousins, my little nieces mm. uh my little nephews, and we had them all there and it's uh, just it's it's inspiring to see like you know developing these you know teaching them life values to be able to to take forward in the skill set with them, whether it's school, whether it's uh you know their other sports that they're playing um and 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 managing their and giving them the confidence as well their confidence to be able to go and you know be in them social environments um, and dealing with a lot of a lot of that as well like so, you know it's, it's very important to develop social consciousness as well so this is what we kind of we bring in and this is what we we're putting in with martial arts um, to give them that to go out to the real world
0: do you ever get any pushback from parents teachers or people saying oh we shouldn't be encouraging children to fight it's violence.
1: Yeah, 100%, because they don't understand actually what, what it is. And, and that's okay. Um, and it's kind of uh, building that awareness to actually what it is and what it is that that uh, martial art can actually do. Um, it's not all about fighting. It's uh, actually a mental state and, and how you feel with the awareness and all the other skills, the discipline, the focus, um, the social consciousness. Um, you know mindfulness breathe the breathing techniques you know so it's letting the lion the lioness out you know all all of this is mm-hmm. is a part of martial arts and this is what we can bring but this you know it's, it is about um, you know building that awareness actually this is what
2: we can do
0: yeah so I guess you try to bring that into your life from what you've spoken about today I can see how you Really use those mental skills, the awareness, the gratitude, the meditation, the mindfulness, so that you are being like the best that you can be now, but you've also got that like longer term goal, or whether it's a competition, whether it's a qualification for the Olympics, etc. Are there any other ways, skills, practices that people can engage in on a daily basis to try to help them? Because I know a lot of people think that, you know, they've got they've already got a massive to-do list. Life's already, you know, super complicated. You've got kids, you've got a job, you've got, you know, a side hustle, whatever it is. There's this bit of, like, hustle culture that if you're not busy, you're not, not being productive, you're not successful. How can we make this not just, like, another tick box exercise?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, for me, it's, uh, you know, again, it's kind of valuing, the importance of health
2: um
1: you know looking after yourself uh and actually put a priority list so it's about having a priority list actually what matters what can help me you know you are the person what matters and if you're working at 50 percent, how is that going to help you here in in this area where you want to be is it? Is this going to help you here? If it doesn't, if it this is not going to help you, then don't do it.
2: Mm.
1: You get what I mean?
2: Because yes. uh,
1: that can all affect everything that um, you're trying to work towards.
2: Mm.
1: So we the the challenge is prioritize what you need to prioritize, and if this helps, and you can. See, it helps, and you know it will helps, or you think it will help. Why not do it? Because that will help you to get yourself at one hundred percent, and that's where you need to be at one hundred percent to achieve this.
0: Yeah. Do you feel there's ever been anything in your life and career so far where you've allowed things going on in your life to affect? your mindfulness and that meditative state and your ability to achieve?
1: One hundred percent. So um when I was when I when I was talking about when I went fully funded from part time and I felt alone, I felt kind of you know, unwanted. I felt like people hated me, I kind of then retaliated to that and kind of went, Right, I'm shutting everybody off. Like I don't want to speak to anybody. I had a lot of like bad energy, you know, from what i was receiving and i was kind of giving out that bad energy Mm -hmm. back um and that kind of prevented me to actually think where actually what you know getting to getting where i need to be this is not helping you know giving out that receiving that taking in that bad energy can wear you down first thing is how can you protect yourself from that bad energy whether it is people or your lifestyle and everything like that you know if you know you got to kind of take it all you have to whether it's your health all these little things you, you know you got to do to to kind of clean your energy get out mm. there and put everything in perspective um and give out good energy you know to to receive it and it, you know and and i i i kind of i totally um I totally, all for to like, uh, kind of cleansing,
2: mm.
1: kind of re- re-evaluating and, you know, just taking a step back and be like, actually, where am I and what do I need and what do I need to do? And there's nothing wrong with that, taking two steps back to go one step forward. And um, it's not going to happen overnight, the way you think, but this, you know, evolving is a part of being human, and we have to all remember that. And as long as we keep evolving um, and we keep changing, we we will keep keep going.
0: Yeah, we are programmed, aren't we, for that like instant gratification, dopamine hit? Like we we want to feel good instantaneously, and to try to create those habits to actually delay that yeah. gratification and look at the bigger picture. Like, one hundred percent can be you know difficult and it is a shift in mindset and i feel like once you get that shift in mindset it then becomes easier
2: yes yes
0: So they manage that
1: and then and then you naturally associate yourself with people who have the same mindset as you
2: um
1: and 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 that's a natural thing that does that's no energy needed like no extra energy needed you just your energy is kind of attracting the same energy people on the same level um and you're attracting where you are so I'm, you know, a great believer. Like how you feel is kind. Of, you can kind of gauge on what's going to happen next. So if you feel terrible, you feel bad in yourself, you can probably gauge that the next thing that you're going to do is going to be bad and terrible. But if you feel good and you feel great, and you you can probably the next thing you do is probably going to be good and great and and, and the best that you can possibly do. Like um, you, you know, if we bring it. Look, if you kind of reflect and say the good periods of my time, how was I feeling?
2: Yeah.
1: It was probably, it's never probably saying I was feeling bad here. I was feeling terrible. I was feeling down. It was, it was, so again, it's about how you feel. And, if you know, kind of sometimes you can, you can trick yourself and be like, actually I'm good, you know, kind of put your poker face on then, and kind of like try and shift that energy, that mindset, like you said. And yeah. uh, and kind of, you know, believe in and kind of get your, get yourself to where you need to be, and yeah. and, if that's, and that if that is sourcing help, that's totally fine too. You know, you know, picking up the phone. Don't have it. Could be a friend. It could be your family, or it can just be one of the helplines. You know, yeah. that's you know, there's a there's a lot of charities out there that help that. And there are a lot of uh, charities that want to help you as well um so yeah you know that's that's one of the one of my main things is kind of like its it's, it's very important how you feel is kind mm-hmm. of you can probably gauge the next step of your life the next yeah. the next few things you put yourself in so yeah
0: every single bad decision I've ever made was when I was not I didn't have good energy I wasn't feeling yeah. good bad energy in myself and you going back to what you said there about the shifting with the energy and the thoughts, I feel like you can, it might take your body and your energy, a bit of time to catch up. But if you tell yourself enough times, it it will eventually get there, won't it? And you will become real. Yeah. 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 And you might need, you might need a help in hand. It could just be, yes someone around you and that's why it's important to have the people around you giving you those messages as well because when you're feeling when you're having a bad day or a bad few days or a bad moment and maybe you can't quite attach yourself to that good feeling and energy if someone around you they can just like help you flick that switch can't they and help you get back to and remember yeah. Where, where you were at. Um, whereas, if on the other side, if all you're hearing are those negative voices, it drains you. It like depletes the battery, doesn't it, of the goodness in you? Yes. And it can therefore be really hard to, to keep that positive mindset and, and good energy. Yeah. yeah.
2: I totally agree.
1: 100%. 100%. So,
0: so, do you sort of have an eye on the future in terms of, you know, you've spoken there about long term goals, growth, evolving, improving? Are you just kind of taking things as they come over the next few years? Do you know where you want to be like, during your career, retirement?
1: So for me, it's uh, I it's one of those things. You've got to make, um, you're allowed dreams mm. and you're allowed goals and these little things, if you want them to become real, you have to be active. Um, you've got to kind of do something about it um well what we discussed about going into schools with the martial arts with the neurofeedback and mindfulness um developing young young children young adults for real for adult life and real life situations that's my passion um and that's something that i will work for regardlessly um to make that happen and if i can just help one person you know mm-hmm. that's better than any world gold medal olympic medal for, for me myself just helping one person will be bigger um than than any than any medal
0: yeah that's really lovely and i don't know if many elite athletes would would have that mindset as well or if they'd be a bit more narcissistic and selfish in their outlook
1: yeah yeah I i think because i've kind of grown up as a i you know, I've never known money in the sport.
2: Um
1: my career, I've never kind of I never even had role models to kind of look to who had money in a sport either. Um I <clears throat> I was the first world champion in twelve years. Um I was I was the first European champion in eight years. Um kind you know, first World Games finalist in sixteen years. So the people, when, when I say could, the reason why, you know, the gap was so long is because the funding was lost mm. and I, I did come up without funding and my career there was no funding and, you know, there wasn't have that. So I had to kind of develop my own values. And whilst I was working, I was volunteering as well uh, at, uh, with um, school, uh, kids that are, un- are underprivileged and challenged. Um So I went to go and volunteer there. So that's always really kind of where I saw myself helping the communities grow.
0: Yeah. Do you ever look at other sports and not feel envious or jealous, but wish in some way that karate had the same coverage, the same sponsorship, the same opportunities?
2: Uh
0: I never thought about that one.
1: Um, do I wish? I feel like it's uh yeah. We, we we had it. We had it for a while. We had it for for for. Uh, obviously, we're a new Olympic sport, and uh, now we're not. We're out of the Olympics now as well. So it's that one cycle. Um, believe it or not. Um, so that I don't know what's happened at the top there on the politics. That's something bigger than me. Um where there's talks about it going back into LA 2028. So that might be a, a way in, but the sponsorships are are kind of still there. Now I'm I'm a believer like you create it for yourself anyways. Um what around you, what you can you can make, well wherever you put your mind to, you can make uh and you can and you can get. So I'm kind of you know, I create that that around me, I create what I need and that is basically support my lifestyle um, yeah. and, and and I feel like you, you do that with with any kind of sport like you might have Olympic gold medalists that wants all that attention and wants all that so you know she they might grow their social media and mm-hmm. and everything like that to get that when they do get that medal they they're out there but then you've got somebody who just don't care about all that um because that's just not how they want to live they just want to get that gold medal um no social media there's no media attraction they just go home and have a little family life and go on about their business because that's just not where they want to where they want to be so yeah it's for me it's about being who i am and just creating something for myself and stick to what i believe in
0: yeah, that's very true, isn't it? And I think people maybe have a bit of an assumption that all elite athletes are the same, and they're all extroverts and flashy, and and they want that lifestyle. But just like all humans, and, there's they're different. And I
1: think as that, and that's probably because of the reason why the people that we see is mm. the people that have their that attention, or you know, wanted that. It's uh, you know. Sometimes it just comes part and parcel as well. If you've done really, really well in the sport, you might have got five Olympic gold medals or something. You're naturally going to get that. Um, but yeah, sometimes you might have that Olympic. How many Olympic gold medalists are there every four years? And how many? Do, yeah. How many do we actually see? Um, so yeah, there's a yeah, there's a balance yeah. isn't
0: there. That's a good point, actually. Like outside of the bubble of the sport. Like how many are actually known on a global level, yeah. you, you know, people would really recognise compared to how many who actually yeah win gold or, or get a medal at oh, a yeah. worlds or or an Olympics. So do you, do you use social media? Are you somebody who thinks that that is is a benefit to athletes, to to sports people, to help? Sending some of those messages and bringing that mindfulness into younger people's lives. Like, do you think it can be a positive for mental health?
2: Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. It can. It can be a positive, and it's about how we represent ourselves on there as well, um, and kind of giving out the right message um, to who our followers are. Um, and that's kind mm-hmm. of the the essential. I think that's an essential is about you know supporting different movements. And, and basically saying, um, saying what you believe in, um, and kind of like show that you know this is where we should be. Because there's a lot of if we can, there's the, if we can influence one person's way of thinking, that could influence then another group surrounding them, and that this grows and grows and grows and grows. So if we can do that positively, that's that's I mean that would be amazing and yeah. so yeah i do i do i do agree with um social media output and putting things out and um yeah and it's just, it's just i think uh, people that have always for example you know me going to fight me being a world champion now there's there's somebody across the world that can connect with me mm-hmm. and they saw me win that world title so uh, what what do what 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 do I have to do to to be world champion or what can I do? um to be world champion or Jordan Thomas was like my idol or you know this and that and um you know I want I want to be like that and I feel like you know I should give that that kid or that person the opportunity to be able to see it yeah because sometimes but again that's a, that's a personal thing you know not everybody yeah. thinks like me so yeah
0: <laughs> I think it is definitely a mindset thing again isn't it and you've obviously you've worked on that mindset so you see it from that positive perspective and you see the opportunity there whereas obviously other people and and the focus on social media can sometimes be quite negative that it is it's detrimental to people's mental health that you know children growing up now with face filters and looking at you know Kylie Jenner or whoever it might be thinking oh I don't look like that or I need to do this in order to be you know, successful. We had the, the outage yesterday, where people, you know, probably felt quite anxious that they couldn't get onto, you know, Facebook, Instagram. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, yeah, and
0: WhatsApp. But then, as you say, it can be used positive. And you did participate back in April in the "Enough Is Enough" campaign yep. with uh, racism and abuse online, which came from football initially, didn't it? But
1: that's right.
0: Yeah, obviously spread. Um, across social media. There was a Black Lives Matter movement, there still is, Black Pound Day. Uh, It's Black History Month at the moment.
2: Right,
0: yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was actually Stephen Bartlett's podcast and he was talking about um, using social media to talk about racism and abuse and, and these issues and he said that one of his friends basically is in charge of social media for man united so you know if they put rashford or somebody up on social media and they you know it's about taking the knee or kicking racism out of football said so that you actually get more abuse
2: yeah
0: you know when that happens yeah yeah so he so said what what's the like what's the answer like what what you know what can be done
1: i think it's just making more people aware and um and like I say, actually acknowledging, um, and it's not like, a, especially if we're talking about the Black Lives movements, uh, you know, we're not, we're not against. Everywhere we're together, and that's yeah. that's the that's the main message. And as long as we keep pushing out that message, you know, we're we're allies, we're we're friends, we're together, and we support each other wherever, it, um, you know. There's a, there's a lot of, lot of things that we can support together.
2: Um,
1: and, and that is, um, whereas Black Lives Matter, women's rights as well. Uh, these things are all things that we should all be supporting. And, um, when someone says, but that kind of just blows my mind when you're saying we're trying to abolish this. And get rid of this, and you know, and there's a butt in place
2: mm-hmm.
1: um we're, we you know this is how we feel, this is how you feel, and it's kind of like you know, I stand with you, you know, yeah. like we i we we get we get you know I might not understand it as as you might understand it, but you know what, I support how you feel and and I believe that in in many movements, what are going on right now. Um, and yeah, I just feel like, um, these are the things that kind of just has to be more accepted and kind of, again, evolve, evolve and, and we, and we change and, and we, and we kind of move together.
0: Yeah. Did it come into karate, obviously across other sports, athletes have taken the knee, Tokyo 2020 athletes were taking the knee. Is it something that you've seen in, in karate?
1: Not as much as I would like to say. Um, yeah, not as much as I like to say.
0: Um, mm. But
1: there's a, a group of us that do support um, the movement. And that's one thing that, again, that's, you know, if we if we stay true to who we are in, you know, that will kind of, exp- that will kind of move. Across yeah. the people, you yeah, influence other people to kind of see actually what are they doing, uh, you know. So yeah, that's uh, it's about education.
2: Yeah. It's about
1: education. It's about um making more people aware. And um yeah, if it starts small and then grows, that's that's fine. But we have to get a starting point somewhere. The conversation has to start. It has to happen. And and that's it. Um, whether it makes people feel uncomfortable. Because it is uncomfortable, and you're right, and uh, it's something that we have to chat about.
0: Yeah, because if you think about karate, the roots of karate, do you think it's been gentrified a little over time in in Britain?
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: what do you, What do you mean the roots? The
0: so, if you think about history of sport, yeah. And how the Olympics sports started, yes, where they <laughs> Yeah, she just won five. It's, <laughs> it's crazy time. That's
1: cute. That's cute. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I've got to. Um, yeah. Do you feel like we now, almost like society doesn't accept certain um, behaviors? Within within a sporting context, like you almost have to I'll
1: just say yes.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's there's yeah. a there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, you know you can you know scare like basically a lot of people are scared to speak out, yeah. um, but actually when you actually realizing that when you do speak out, you know that's actually you know kind of. There's actually nothing. There's nothing come, you know. They they can they can we've re- up the karate's. I say like the um, conversation needs to happen a lot more. One hundred percent, I totally agree. Um, conversations has happened, uh, which I'm happy about. And when you actually, especially when you you know, there's there's a there's a lot of areas that could probably be more spoken of,
2: you're
1: um, dedicated to. Um, but yeah it's uh I think uh yeah the the community um the sporting community you've got so many different types of people you've got so many different cultures and you've got so many and uh that's actually a beautiful thing uh when you kind of look at it when you have all these different cultures and you have all these you know this is this is how we should be in Britain because yeah. this is how we're kind of represented, and um, so yeah, that's 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 one that's the the nice thing, and just knowing your history as well yeah. is a, is yeah. a big thing.
2: Knowing your history, so yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, definitely yeah, so. allowing people to be who they are rather than trying to force everybody to behave in like the same way and I feel sometimes in you know an elite elite sport c- certain sports have certain images.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you play a sport, okay, you must be like this. You must have these beliefs, values, hobbies, you know, this is how you should behave. And each sport comes with its own prejudices, yeah. doesn't it? Of of what yeah. you know what kind of player.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So somewhere yeah. along the line you you you'll meet it, um, and mm-hmm. yeah, don't you know it could be at the lowest, it could be at the highest stage. Um, you 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 could yeah you'll come across something like that, and I think maybe as well that's something ha- how that should be maybe educational um, somewhere we could actually educate how to deal with that at the same time as well, because um, sometimes the response isn't the right way how you respond. You should respond to these things, and how do we respond So this? That's a conversation in itself. Um, so there is a, you know, where do you go if you do feel like that? Um, if you do, if you if you do get out it, if you do, you know, there's a, there's a, there's places that actually go and actually speak about these things and actually find help to actually deal with it as well. Um, so yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of things that you know we we could speak about and uh, and, and help people.
0: Yeah. Are there any big myths or perceptions that people have about karate that you think are not true,
1: Mister Miyagi? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Thank you. laughs>
2: uh,
1: Mister Miyagi, yeah. Nah, Um Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, do you know it's probably like because because it's a, a fighting sport. Oh, I can't do that. Uh, like mm. it's uh, actually, um, you know, sometimes it's just a a mindset thing and um, it's deeper. It's like Mm -hmm. I say, it's a way of life and um, yeah, it's it's brought so much to to me as a person that gave me certain values that I carry with me um, that could help so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I feel like that's a a huge, a huge thing.
0: If you had to just pick one thing, that it's brought to you, or like your favourite thing about it. What What would that one thing be?
1: Uh, resilience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A resilience is uh, is taught me to to have that resilience, and um, I think I think that's a, a massive for adult life. That is that is huge. Um, so to be able to take that. But not let it affect you as mm. as 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 big as it could be, you know. So, um, how to bounce? How to if if you are down, how to bounce back from it, you know? How to pick yourself up and and break through barriers and ensure grit, determination, you know, all them little little things. Their resilience
2: is 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 a massive one.
0: I feel like I've really got to know. You today, and like <laughs> what you're about, and yeah, get an insight into your your brain and your life. But is there anything that you would want people to know about you that you don't think you've said today? Uh,
1: you know, I wasn't meant to be world champion. I don't think anybody is meant to be. Well, actually, well is. You know people can perceive they should be world champion, they should be world champion, but you know, if you go back, like for me, for example, um, yeah, my dad was a world champion, um, but you know, he had his barriers as well, he had to kind of pass through. I was, you know, at two years old, for example, I was run over, I uh, got hit by a car, doctor said I may never walk again, um, and yeah, like you know go and fast forward in like 22 years, I think. Yeah. 22 years I became world champ. Um, so there's, there's little things like that. It's kind of, you know, if somebody says that you can't, I must, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's one of those little things. It's like, uh, just overcoming these little, little ba- barriers and, and boundaries and, it just makes it just makes success sweeter for whatever your success may look like. You know, so yeah, it's um yeah, that's 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 me. That's Jordan Thomas. You know, not just Jordan Thomas World Cry champion. Mm. Um my name's Jordan Thomas and, and this is who I am.
0: Can you remember much of the accident, the recovery?
1: More stories. Uh I So I always used to say, like, I remember a red car, red car, red car. My mum said, yeah, yeah actually, I was a red car. Um, but I was two years old. And, yeah, my, you know, my mum's... So what happened was I was playing in the back garden. My brother's seven years older than me. And he went out the back gate, left it open, went through the alleyway, crossed the road to meet his friend and I'm behind I've now followed him out at two years old and I've then kind of stepped into the road but he's not mm-hmm. known that I'm behind him and uh yeah my mum just said that she had she remembers hearing like a lot of screaming and she said she and like she instantly knew something was up mm. and then she comes out and she sees me lying there and the, she said, like, even though she knew not to kind of move me, her instinct said, get me to safety. So she picked me up out of the room and put me on the pavement. And, uh, yeah, I just remember, um, I remember I've seen pictures. Of, uh, I've heard my mom and my dad speak about it. And I was in hospital for a very, very long time. I had two casts up in the air. I cracked my head open as well. Uh, I'm just very, very, very lucky, to be fair, to to be here. Um, and that's one of the things that kind of keep me going as well. You know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: the things that happened yesterday kind of makes you who you are today.
0: I bet that must have built some resilience in you from an early age as well. Subconscious,
1: yeah, maybe because yeah. I've I probably made like being competitive in myself when i was probably seeing everyone playing football and I you know I want to go and play football and um, yeah, just yeah, that's probably that probably kind of i probably playing catch up, you know, from an early age and I've always been competitive um, with myself and I've always wanted to to kind of do my best at all times. Um, that's just been with me, you know, even when I haven't been at my best, I will give you my best um, and that's, that's something that's some, like that works inside me, that's my motor, I've never kind of not given 100% um, you know I'm, I've always been that person, I've always thought, whether it's inside and outside, you, you've got the best, even if I'm ill, even if I'm sick, if I've got a bad foot or, you know, I'm tired Mm. you're you're guaranteed to get the best of me
0: no did you use it a bit as like your older brother after a while yeah yeah no you broke my legs you nearly well, killed that... me <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what yeah he, he you know he's seven years older than me he's got the same birthday as me as well so i was his birthday present right so i and yeah, that was enough. I just took all the oh, I just took all the presents away from him. <laughs> you know, the the, the limelight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <gasps> oh wow, that's an incredible story. It really is.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's something that you know I don't say enough. But yeah, that's that's uh, what I've, what I went through as a as a two year old toddler.
0: Mm. So if people want to. Find out more about you, follow along. Dubai. Are they going to be streaming it anywhere today? They... Yeah, they
1: should be streaming it. Not too no. sure where yet, but they'll definitely be um, streaming it. Um, so, yeah, you know, you can find me on my socials, Jordan Thomas Karai uh, on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Jay Thomas on Twitter. Um, I also run my own clothing line as well. Um, that's Nathaniel Jordan Clothing. Um, but also, uh, I'm gonna be climbing Kilimanjaro um, next year as well, so you know there should be a lot of documentation over that as well. So um, we can plan to do a lot of charity work in Botswana and South Africa as well. So there's a lot of stuff that um, I'm planning to to go and do next
2: year and and,
0: and get. Oh, that's incredible! I can't wait to follow along. I was supposed to do Kilimanjaro, but with COVID, obviously it got okay.
1: Yeah. Oh no. yeah, Yeah. 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 How 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 was the training for,
0: for that? I didn't even start because obviously in right. Qatar it's as flat as a pancake.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's literally no yeah. hills. Yeah. And it was gonna be in the summer and I'd booked it way in advance. Okay. So obviously COVID hit and then I was like, Oh I can't but I've I've got at home I've got like my bag with my walking yeah. boots, my poles, everything, all the clothing Yeah, it's all ready to go, sleeping bag, right? Okay,
1: yeah, wow, wow, yeah, that's that's amazing, though. Hopefully, you get out there,
0: yeah, yeah, hopefully, next year as well. So,
1: yeah, yeah, oh, me, I might cross you on the market.
0: (laughs) We can, uh, what are you doing here, yeah, with some training tips?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, developing, I'm just trying to, um, Work on my my lung capacity and mm. um, the flexibility is on my lungs as well. So I'm mm. focusing on that over the past. I haven't got a date in mind yet, but that's probably be one of the main focuses. And when the air gets thin, that's yeah. probably where like kind of um I, I need to focus and, and try and power through this. And hopefully the training that I do. Um, but yeah, I've got I've got a breathing tool called AeroFit, and yeah, they're it's massive. They give you an app. They they kind of there's different drills that you can do on there. You can develop and whatever you're working on. Yeah, if you're if you're looking to develop any uh, develop your breathing, Aerofit is is I definitely recommend it.
0: Mm. Yeah, they who was it? British Cycling that used one for quite a while as well. They used one of the. I think so. Yeah, the lung uh, trainers. Yeah. I don't think it was. Right that brand but yeah it
1: was yeah 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 they
2: did yeah
0: yeah Yeah. I think your mindfulness and your your maybe your neurological training your neurodiversity work will help as well (laughs) Get get in the zone
1: that's it that's it yeah that's that's
2: the plan so yeah
0: well thank you so much for your time today I really appreciate it and I feel really motivated. Like, I think I need to listen back to this to, you know, if I'm feeling yeah. in a bit of a funk or having one of those days just to, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: I, you should start doing some headspace oh, mindset talks.
1: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you've
0: got a good voice for that.
1: <laughs> right, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will look into that. That is something that we discussed that I probably will be going into at some point as well, so, yeah.
0: I like yeah, it. We'll see. And I, I'm sure I'll see you at another of the PR for the people get
1: togethers. 100%. 100%. I'll definitely be there. So yeah. 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 That's a great little working space there. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Yeah, it is. it is really good, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: And good luck Thank for you. Dubai.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Maybe you can fly over. Maybe you can. Uh, yeah. In fact, you probably will catch it on yeah. your stream. It's like across the yeah. water, isn't it?
0: <laughs> exactly. It's 40 minutes on there. Yeah.
1: Own. Yeah. I think we're fighting in the uh, Coca Cola Stadium. I think that's the, um, where we're fighting oh. now. But, okay. Yeah.
0: Is it in, in Dubai or is it in UAE? It's,
1: it, it's in Dubai. It, it is in Dubai. It okay. is in Dubai. I think there's a. Is it. I might Might get me wrong, but I think there's a a series of events that are going on around that time. It's part of uh, uh okay. can't remember what it's called, but it's a part of something. Um,
2: yeah. Because they've got, they've got the expo. Up.
0: They've got an expo at the moment, the 2020 expo. And then at the end of October, beginning of November, it's the cricket. They've got the T20 yeah. World Cup.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's right. And then we're mid-November. Mm. Uh, I think it's, like, it's something to do with the sporting events around that time.
0: Okay. I, there's a name,
1: there's a name, I don't know. Uh, I, might, I might be wrong, but I think that's what I got told.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll have a look, because I know there's the Formula One. They're bringing the Grand Prix here to Qatar. Right.
2: Wow, okay. In, in, in,
0: yeah, in November. Just I, didn't, in I didn't know
2: they
1: had a track.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah they actually open it up to, what well, they did, like, pre-Covid, to the community to the general public okay. on a few nights a week and then you could go and cycle so you could right. take your road bike around or you could go and like wow. run or they'd have like ladies only days and times yeah. for families to wow. go and u- use the facility which was nice
2: okay wow that's amazing mm. yeah, yeah excellent excellent
0: oh well, yeah so much. thank you yeah and enjoy the rest of it- your day
1: it was a it was a really good chat. So now I really appreciate it. It was very easy speaking to you. So yeah, good. So yeah, and I
0: thank, <laughs> thanks for being so honest and open. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really
1: great. So where where can we find this podcast?
0: So this will be on YouTube as well as Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google. Okay,
1: excellent. Yeah. You're gonna to have to when you release it, you're gonna to have to tell me when.
0: I will. Like I'll share the links with you.
1: Yeah, excellent. Excellent.
0: Thanks, All right Jonathan.
1: then. I'll speak to you Take soon. Care. All right. Speak Take soon. Care. See ya. Bye.